normally Jordan can see the camera and I'm just going in blind. <laughs> you, know, you just start talking, you're like look, yeah. looking into the abyss. I'm like, are we good to go? Because <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> Shabbat Slaps. I'm Matt. I'm Jews. And today's episode, we have a very special guest. Yay! So, to introduce our guest today, he is the founder of the Mental Wealth Campaign. He's a public speaker, yoga teacher, co-host of the Multiverse Podcast, professional butter chicken chef, life of the party, the one, <laughs> the only, the guru, Vic Mann. Thank Yay. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you the, for coming. The type of curry you can use to bribe a jury. The jury. Yeah. Okay. I bribe all the juries with my curry. Mm, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, so we may do butter chicken on Saturday while I'm still down. Okay. So you're invited. 50-50. Sounds like If it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Undecided on... Fair enough. Yeah. The butter chicken wants to butter or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that, that's how it goes. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. No, that'd be awesome. I've heard rave reviews about your butter chicken. Yeah, more so than my mental health work. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know for his mental health, but the butter chicken yeah. is like... Actually, you know, when you start off as like an entrepreneur, you have mm-hmm. all those ideas. Mm-hmm. And I was actually going to start a, a food truck called Curry in a Hurry. Oh, nice. And then just on Christmas, I'm in, I was in BC and we were watching... Uh, there was like a, somebody was watching the news in the background and they were interviewing some guy's catering company and it was called Curry in a Hurry and he lives in Calgary. Oh no. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I missed the boat on that one. But then I thought about it after. I thought like I was like a genius at first, but I'm like, that's not so hard. There's probably so many people out there that call it that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I let that dream die. Yeah. yeah. Fair it's okay to let yeah. those entrepreneurial dreams die. Yeah. So you can others always come can, back to it one day too. Yeah. Now I just cook for the people yeah. to feed my soul. Yeah. And their bellies. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Um, So our general theme of today's discussion will just be on Vic, who he is, what he does, his journey. Um, You're my journey. Exactly. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) We're marrying off today. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Bryce. uh, Yeah. It's an Indian thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's an arranged. It just has been arranged. (laughs) Our parents got together. Yeah. The first time we met. Oh my gosh. But no, and then like how, what mental health modalities work for you and what haven't and yeah, struggles and whatnot. So to start off, you want to start with the who, what, where, when, why's of Vic Man? Well, first, thanks for having me. Yeah. I remember when you guys started this podcast, I was so happy, Mm -hmm. especially uh, seeing uh, young enthusiasts coming into this and studying psychology yourself mm-hmm. and then kind of coming in here so i've been uh very proud watching from afar oh, thank you from, so much from my phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank uh, you so much so i am a mental health coach mm-hmm. uh group uh facilitator uh i also do some public speaking mm-hmm. uh and i teach yoga as a mm-hmm. passion of mm-hmm. mine so that all kind of ties in together when mm-hmm. you're listing off everything it's like these are the 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 titles and the labels, but mm-hmm. I'm just Vic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Our, our buddy Vic, who's yeah, very well equipped in the mental health 
realm. Equipped, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> equipped in a way that I wouldn't have. Uh, I won't. I won't suggest that everybody take that route to get mm-hmm. equipped. You know, trial by fire sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to touch on some of the? Sure. Past experiences with it? Yeah. So I started the mental wealth campaign in Okotoks, actually. So I'm out here visiting for a couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. I came for a wedding, but primarily I wanted to come back because I wanted to kind of get back in touch with my roots of why I started the mental wealth campaign, which in its essence was uh, I started so that I could help empower others take action on bettering their mental health. Mm -hmm. So... But the story starts when I was uh, quite young. So I grew up in Abbotsford, Mm -hmm. uh, British Columbia. We have all the berry farms, the Abbotsford International Air Show. Mm -hmm. But we also had uh, an influx of gang activity that kind of flooded uh, the lower mainland because we're so close to the ports. Obviously, they're bringing the drugs in. We get easy access and it starts to create all these pockets of gangs. At that time, I was heavily influenced to join one myself. More or less, it was, I don't like to call it a gang, but people misinterpret it when I talk about a brotherhood because that's mm-hmm. what it was. There wasn't very many of us. Mm-hmm. So while I was in that lifestyle, it was a huge shock to my mental health. Prior to that, I was the class clown. Mm-hmm. So 15, 16, I was the class clown. You and some of our other friends and that group of friends that we have call mm-hmm. me Ducky mm-hmm. because that's the kind of energy. It's like I'm yeah. like quack quack. Like I'm, yeah. just, <laughs> okay. I, I'm, just, I'm just here for everybody's entertainment kind of thing, right? For the yeah. first ten years of like knowing you, I never knew your actual name. I just knew you as Ducky. And it's and it is odd when yeah. you guys call me Vic. Yeah. And then so then working within the community of Okotoks, yeah. they call me Vic. Yeah. And then. You're all calling me Ducky. Yeah. And then you, you could meet somebody and you guys are really talking about the same person. Yeah. But not even know it. Yeah. So they're thinking there's two of me running around <laughs> doing the same thing. It's like, this guy's got some competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ducky dude. Yeah. 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 And then so, so high school is like, I'm the class clown. There were things in my life that I wouldn't even say affected me. Like growing up in poverty, uh, parents got divorced. Uh, we struggled for a while, but I still always was very uh, optimistic and was always making friends and went to all these different elementary schools. We moved around a lot and mm-hmm. I was very quick at making friends first and foremost. So that's what I loved. I loved that aspect of making friends, being a part of that community in high school, exploring all the arts. I was the kind of guy who was friends with the with the jocks, with the, everybody that was in theater. I really didn't have any kind of preference, right? Mm-hmm. So I never, I don't believe in any hierarchy. I don't believe in, in cliques or groups. I believe in people, mm-hmm. as yeah. people. So yeah. I always had that kind of fundamental belief. Parents have good morals and good values. My grandfather was a chief of police in mm-hmm. India. My grandmother was comes from a lineage of doctors. Uh, my my dad was a very honest and hardworking uh, individual himself. Same with my mother. So mm-hmm. when I went into the that gang life, it, that culture, it was mm-hmm. not only a shock to my entire system, mentally, physically, emotionally, it was a shock to them as well. Yeah. So transitioning in from being this happy-go-lucky kid to go mm. into the that gang life scenario was a shock that I wouldn't understand till years later. Yeah. So in that lifestyle, you, uh, uh, you talk about, you know, uh, being in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what my body was doing. So I'm yeah. just unaware. You could tell me, you could talk to me about being in fight or flight, but I couldn't discern what what was fight what was flight yeah just kind of uh, a, a huge ball of anxiety yeah so 
when I was when I was in that uh, when I got deeply involved within it, I moved out of my house, uh, mm-hmm. moved in with my with the the two other individuals that uh, were in this brotherhood, mm-hmm. and I started to not. I, I didn't know how to describe what was going on inside of me emotionally, so I went to the doctor and I asked, like, can you just prescribe me some Prozac? Yeah. That's all I knew at that time. That was mm-hmm. my limited um, knowledge on mental health. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, can you give me some Prozac? Mm-hmm. And at that time, it was a very quick, brief interview. I was like, sure, give me yeah. some Prozac. I'm like 18, so I'm like, sure. <laughs> and, like, and then I go back to him again. I'm like, yeah, this isn't really working. And what can we do? He's like, you can double the dose. I'm like, sure, let's double the dose. And then that's not working. And for me at that time, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, like, can you make this, can we expedite this whole process? I want to feel again because I have mm-hmm. this big void inside of me. And like, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. I never went to college. I didn't know like where, how the hell did I even end up here? Yeah. So like, I'm so numb and I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, what can we do now? Let's triple the dose. So, wow. uh, cycled between five, five, six different antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And was smoking a ridiculous amount of weed. Mm-hmm. And you pair that with that type of a lifestyle. So always, you know, I had a bulletproof vest. I had a, I had a, I had a gun. I had, um, I was sleeping in places that were like safe for us uh, because our extracurricular activities were not, uh, mm. they weren't uh, mental health friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So... Through all of that, um, when someone who I consider my brother was murdered, I went into this very, very like this a pit, uh, this uh, like this abyss. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say I was angry. I just couldn't feel. I didn't know what to do. I was like mm-hmm. acting angry because I'm like, this is what you should feel, right? Yeah. I'll just do that. Yeah. So I was like playing a character while this is all going. I'm like, I don't even know what to do, mm-hmm. how to feel. So uh, when that happened when 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 he was murdered i remember my mom feeling like so afraid for me because mm-hmm. at that time i'm like do we get revenge am i gonna mm-hmm. get murdered right. so then now i'm sleeping with a ak under my bed yeah. now i'm not knowing like where what am i gonna do uh with with myself and i'm worried about my family i'm like did i get to like what the hell everything just hit me like a ton of bricks right yeah uh the reality of it all so then my mom uprooted our entire family um, to move to India. So my brother, my sister, my entire family. She just sells the house, takes the, my brothers and my sisters out of school. She moves us all to India mm-hmm. so that uh, I could feel safe, that I could just kind of, you know, how this is an older movie, but maybe this is from my generation, like mm-hmm. how Stella got her groove back. Yeah. It's like, well, she had to go on a vacation or trip. So like, I, but I did not get my groove back. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I went out there. She, uh, she took us all out there and I am in this kind of numb void emotionally. But then something did happen. There was like a, there was like a glimmer of hope while I was out mm-hmm. there and it came in the form of a yoga book that I picked up in the market. Okay. So I picked up this very basic yoga manual. It was kind of like, uh, very simple, easy to read. Mm-hmm. And I would, t- I took that manual. I, it was like my little Bible, my yoga Bible. And I would practice these yoga tools 
on myself, but also my brother and my sister. So I was like their mm-hmm. little drill sergeant. I'm like, you guys are, <laughs> come here. You are my test subjects. Yeah. I need to figure this out. Yeah. But at that moment, I do remember, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, when I was going to the doctor for the antidepressants and when mm-hmm. everything had happened after the murder, after that whole kind of like, the, not just the death of him, but the death of what I could have become. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the death of that old identity. So as I'm, um, as I'm in that in that space, uh, it was kind of like this uh, glimmer of hope because for the first time in a long time that I could have remembered, like I felt like I could have some sort. Of, I, I took some authority over my own mental health. I felt mm-hmm. like I can actually heal. I can. Mm-hmm. I'm not what I thought I was because yeah. prior to that, I would be doing the endless Google searches. I'm clinically depressed. I'm bipolar. I'm maybe I'm schizophrenic, and the list goes on. Because yeah. if you don't know, it's e. You're you know you're just kind of like trying to grasp onto something to make mm-hmm. sense of this entire situation. Yeah. yeah. So I was grasping on everything I possibly could, and what the doctors were saying, and. Uh, long story short, I felt like, you know what, I, I, I might have a say in all of this yeah, in my mind. Yeah. So I moved back uh, after about six, eight months. Everybody just misses Canada. I was born in, you know, I'm Canadian. I was born in Canada. Roots yeah. are, family roots are in India. Like, like I love India, but, you know, uh, I just, we all, we all moved back. I got a job working at a... a, a, it, was a it was a flour mill, Anita's Grain and Flour, if you guys have ever gotten some of their flowers shout out to I them haven't. i love them yeah, yeah. it's just always fond memories working there and that's back in Ab- abbotsford area, uh, they, right? they're in chilliwack, chilliwack? Okay, yeah. yeah so i was living in abbey driving yeah. out to chilliwack so mm-hmm. i was like all right i'm out i'm out the game so to speak so mm-hmm. we can start on with my life again working there but the funny thing about uh emotional room ru- uh, emotional wounds and trauma is that you just don't know how quite Mm-hmm. How how deep it, mm-hmm. it buries within you? Like yeah. this was like within like bone marrow deep. I didn't realize because after all of that, I'm like still smoking this like a crap ton of weed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work every day, and then all of a sudden, I have this psychotic break. Mm-hmm. So I have this psychotic break. The accumulation of antidepressants, the inability to manage, deal with the emotionally turbulent past five years came to this beautiful explosion uh, mm-hmm. right where I mm-hmm. was like uh, a, a, an emotional hulk mm-hmm. wandering around town with all my shoes on mad at the world mad at the government why are you bringing the drugs in what's going on with the culture yada yada I was just so mm-hmm. angry yeah um, and then so then the I had to get a police escort to go to the psych ward so mm-hmm. I go there so afraid i don't know what's going on mm-hmm. they are uh, my mom's there she's like crying mm-hmm. and then all i remember is they take me to a room and i'm like so afraid for my life because i don't know what's going on and i actually grabbed a pen and i was gonna stab the nurse in the neck because i didn't know where i was yeah but they, so they restrained me they laid me on a, a table they, they they strapped up my legs and my hands and they injected me with something and then i woke up and i was in the psych ward for a month And when I was in the psych ward, I had lost my sense of self. Mm -hmm. Um, Whatever social credibility I had with my peers was gone. Because at that time, this was was 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago. So like early 20s then? Early 2005, 7 range. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then so Mm -hmm. I had lost 
all hope in myself. Mm-hmm. I had labeled myself. Friends, family had labeled me because, you know, we're, uh, mental health is in its infancy. They're not mm-hmm. sure what to think, you know, and more or less, sometimes people don't want to associate with somebody who is crazy. Yeah. Um, that they deem crazy. Mm-hmm. So that was really tough. Uh, that hurt the most out of anything uh, yeah. was not having any connection to my friends, my family, not knowing where to begin, trying to explain myself. Yeah. I remember trying to tell uh, them, you know, that I was on uh, hard drugs. Mm-hmm. To try to make sense of it. Because yeah. I didn't want them to be like, this guy is so, so crazy. He didn't, yeah. But I wasn't on hard drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, it's tough when you yourself don't even know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know how I got here. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what led yeah. up to this. Like, Especially when you're talking about 2005, 2007, right? The mental health sphere is not nearly what it, it is, is now. One, it's just in the complete like <laughs> yeah. revert. Yeah. Like it's gone, it's gone a 180. Like it's yeah. like, okay, we, we acknowledge the mind and the body connection now. Right? Yeah. But back then there was, it's, there all, was it's all in the mind. Mind, right yeah. yeah like 2005 is much closer to like the ice pick lobotomy era of mental yeah. health versus now the whole like yeah whole more holistic approach that's like, that we that's take like, now that's like iphone one yeah exactly. <laughs> right? Literally. Right? that's that's yeah. how you look at it that way so then mm-hmm. you know trying to make sense of it i was like telling people i was on heroin because i wanted them to just just like connect with me again yeah. and i remember mm-hmm. it was it was it was so heartbreaking for me that to the point where I just kind of isolated myself and then kind of went back into old patterns, started mm-hmm. connecting with some friends who were in that lifestyle because they were the only ones connecting with me. Yeah. So did that for a little bit. And then inevitably I snapped again because I had not, uh, you know, I had a lot of trauma to harvest yeah. and, and, and bring to the light so I could actually look at it and mm-hmm. see how I got here. Yeah. And then that time, though, was a little bit different because uh, I, have, I seem to have a pattern. I'll just go online and spout some crazy shit. Yeah. And I'm angry at this. I'm angry at that. And, and then uh, what had happened that time is they didn't take me to the psych ward. They gave me an option. They said, well, the psych... I remember the psychiatrist looking at me um, and my mom. And my mom, you know, she felt helpless. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was taking me to the psych ward the first time, she's on her knees in the parking lot. She's praying. She's trying to figure out, like, what can I do for my son? Yeah. My brother's there trying to hold her down. He's like, don't worry, mom. All the greats in the world go through all this. And she's like, that's the only thing she held on to. It's just like, yeah, through this great struggle, might, he might come back to being Vicky. And that's what she calls me. Yeah. Um, and so this time they gave me an option uh he says you because of the things you're saying they're deemed as threats so you can either do some jail time or we can administer antipsychotic injections oh wow so yeah a little bit different than the pills (laughs) so i uh my mom said okay sure Mm -hmm. right she was afraid of jail so you know being 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 in a position where fear is used to make you make a decision on your mental physical emotional well-being Mm -hmm. Uh, it is i wouldn't i I don't i don't i don't wish that upon anybody no right because either way you go you're gonna lose Mm -hmm. because this should not have been a fearful uh, endeavor yeah so especially with something like an injection it just feels so much more intense right than just here's a paper cup of pills well (laughs) i had to go every couple of months to get this injection done I go and get the injection very shortly, a few weeks after. At least, you know, before I had the little, like, bumps of, of inspiration. I got a yoga book. 
yo, yay. Or yeah. like, you know, maybe, you know, I have some friends again, even if they're, st- they're all still, you know, uh, drug dealers and they're crooks and they're criminals. Yay, I got connection. But yeah. Yeah. this time with the uh, injection, it's like a flat line. Mm. There is like people who have been in the abyss, like they know it's not about sadness. It's not even about madness. It's just like you're in nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are in nothingness. It feels so. You wished to feel. You would wish to feel mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. You want to wish to feel depressed. Yeah. You want to wish to feel. Yeah. Like it's anything. Yeah. Yeah. You're just numb. You're as completely numb as numb can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so that I'm I'm, I'm flatline, uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, I with the injection I quickly ballooned to like 300 pounds. My body started to go through these weird changes, like it's weird funk all over me. Like mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't pleasant at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. And that was when I started to uh, think, well, I need to get out of this. You know, yeah. I, I just need to get out of this life. Mm-hmm. So my mom had a blueberry farm, and I was living in the attic. And for about a year, all I did was I'd eat in the morning um, and then I'd go up into the room and I'd have the TV playing in the background and I would just lay there and count the hours till I could go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd go to bed, at, try to go to bed at five. I'm just eyes are closed. I'm just laying there. Yeah. And then that was for about a year. And then I was formulating, OK, uh, I, I want to I want to follow through with this suicide. So I started to. I started to kind of conceptualize how I was going to do it. I mm-hmm. went and I bought a rope. I went and I, I wrote a, a note to my mom because I wanted to make sure that she knew it, it had nothing to do with her. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that they didn't take any kind of responsibility of yeah. this. So I kind of, it was odd because for the first time in so long, just even planning and prepping the suicide felt like the most action I had taken in my life. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was almost like it gave you purpose, right? It gave like, me purpose. It was something to focus on instead of just feeling that Shem- you were like, this is something I'm doing. This is something I'm doing. Yeah. So like an, an escape. There's so many ways you could look at it. But for me, mm-hmm. it's just like, it, it, oddly enough, it felt productive. Like, yeah. At least I'm doing something. I'm not doing the same thing I'm doing every day. So even a little bit of change felt like yeah. something. Yeah. So obviously I didn't go through with it because I, I remember at this point i was walking in the blueberry fields and for so long i'm like yeah it's gonna happen it's gonna happen just keep your eyes down keep your head down try not to connect too much with your family it's only gonna you know you want to just kind of exit quietly yeah at that time i remember walking through the berry fields and i remember something had overcome me because i guess that the feeling of going through with it had overtaken me um, and I actually went down to my knees and I kind of threw my arms up and I was very much humbled and I just kind of like I cried a little bit, but I kind of like was it was like this internal shout like I wasn't mm-hmm. screaming outside and I was mm-hmm. just like anybody, anything mm-hmm. like anybody out there, any of the gods, uh, which yeah. god, like something, someone, please, like just anything. Yeah. And I know now after years of reflection that it was through that humbling to get over the fear 
of it all Mm -hmm. to humble myself to what had actually happened that that within that moment it felt like I was able to process so much yeah because you know when uh when my when my brother was murdered and I always call him my brother it Mm -hmm. was like I didn't even cry at his funeral I was trying to hide from all the detectives trying to nab me and like take me in uh for questioning and so not being able to express any emotion Mm -hmm. that came out and then you know I'm in this space of like humbling I'm I'm very I'm very kind of I feel lighter Mm -hmm. and then quickly after that uh, the series of events started to turn uh, very good so here's here's where we turn uh, the page here Uh, turn that chapter so then very quickly after that I'm going online and I'm googling things you know not uh, doing the self analysis and Mm -hmm. getting the analysis paralysis I'm actually doing the things I'm researching so like saltwater flushes yoga meditation journaling I remember putting up a little piece of paper that was like had like just the three things I wanted to focus on which was like family uh, purpose and money and I wrote that down and with little dollar signs and I just put that up and by then I'd moved out of my mom's attic into the trailer on the blueberry farm so I would look at that paper every morning and I felt like okay you can do this it's like a system refresh spiritually mentally emotionally i'm like it's a new me yeah right so then i started to i i within a year i lost all that weight i got a job working at a fertilizer plant mm-hmm. i was like one of snow white's doors i was so happy <laughs> i was like off to work it yeah. was just it was great i didn't have a phone i didn't have a friends i didn't have a girlfriend and but yeah. for the first time what had haunted me before in the past of not having the connection the curse became a blessing because now I'm just like, all right, what the fuck does Vic want to do? Yeah. You know, you'd follow the gangsters, you'd follow all your friends, you'd always try to make friends, but what do I want to do? Yeah. So it will, I started writing poetry. I started kind of, uh, you know, I didn't, there wasn't really one tool. I, I fell in love with mm. wanting to just journey into <laughs> all of this because I would, yeah. I, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't going online and kind of, looking at what could work Mm -hmm. and almost putting that on the shelf as a to-do list no Mm -hmm. it was like i'd read something right away i'd try it yeah right aromatherapy i bought candles this was like 15 years ago i was like coconut oil can help okay i was like i remember everybody's like you're weird what do you got all this coconut oil i'm like you'll see (laughs) (laughs) you'll see one day you'll all see (laughs) yeah one day you'll all see you'll all be using it You know, I started, I started to work on my diet. You know, yeah. I started to uh, really, uh, people say, a lot of people say it's a lifestyle thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It, it 100% is. Yeah. You know, regardless of what you feel like you've gone through, I always b- want people to have hope. Yeah. And no matter what their circumstances were, because like, you know, I've been through the ringer. Yeah. You know, and, and I remember uh, a buddy of mine who I grew up with in that gang lifestyle. He mm-hmm. calls me, he's like, hey. Everything's going well. I haven't heard from him in a while. He's like, hey, man, you want to move out to Okotoks? My buddy has a stucco company and they make a lot of money. I'm like, sure. I put dollar signs on my little inspirational paper. (laughs) I'm like, this could be it. And I get out here and I move out here and I work stucco for a month. I'm like, that's not it. (laughs) (laughs) There? Props to all the stucco peeps out there. It's it's not for me. Uh, But then I lived behind the Ford in Okotoks Mm -hmm. and I was like, I liked how everybody was dressing up. So I'm like 29 at this point. I'm like, all right, man, you have no 
schooling, no background, no nothing, but just mm-hmm. walk in there and just like dress up mm-hmm. and just ask for a job. So I walk in there and I ask, uh, I ask the secretary, I'm like, uh, is, is one of the managers here? And she's like, yeah, he's in the back, but he's not taking anybody. I can give him your resume. I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. I want to give it to him. You talk, I'll just wait out here and, and I'll get, uh, I want to just give him my resume in person. Yeah. I gave Ken my resume. I made up some stuff about previous experience yep. and he's just like, he just liked that I came in and took the mm-hmm. time to wait. So they gave me a chance. Within that, with the love of the community, I sold the most cars in three months, had never sold cars before. And they said that that was unheard of because it takes you two years to build a referral base. Yeah. But they don't know Okotoks. Yeah. Right. So then I did all the beautiful people in Okotoks Mm -hmm. and I just fell in love. I fell in love with the whole community. Yeah. So then started, uh, I got from my sales experience there, uh, I got poached to become a general sales manager in Calgary, Mm -hmm. uh, became a general sales manager for a startup company out there. Uh, At one point I had 40 sales staff in four cities, got got all this experience, but then that yoga came back and I was just like, you know what, man, the whole goal, wasn't it just to kind of, because I'd always tell people about yoga, right? I'd never talked about mental health. Nobody knew my story in Okotoks. They just like, who's this bubbly fucking Indian guy? So then I uh, I left that corporate gig because it was kind of like daunting. It was kind yeah. of sucking my, my soul, like mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. that. I was just like, I was just training so many sales staff. I'm like, where where am I, man? This, yeah. is, not, this is not where I want to be. Yeah. So then I left mm-hmm. that, got trained, uh, certified uh, as a yoga teacher, mm-hmm. uh, grew up my hair, went, uh, put on some flip-flops, and then started uh, my coaching practice uh, mm-hmm. because I had the sales background. So I helped my friends who were mm-hmm. uh, wellness entrepreneurs. So yeah. Knowing because I really believed in them, so I'm like, but you didn't have the training that I did, so I want to help you with that. Yeah. So I started my coaching practice. Uh, started to organize festivals for the community, uh, mm-hmm. wellness festivals. Started to go into like open mics. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, orchestrated a women's in, uh, uh, business networking group because I just love community. I just wanted yeah. to connect. If I had mm-hmm. this talent to do it, like there was no like end goal. I'm like, oh, just let's just connect. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, I, I see the I see the power in connection and community. Something that yeah. I didn't have that I was always searching for. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that I had a bit, I want it all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this yeah, is the community. Yeah, yeah this <laughs> is it. And then, and then, yeah. so doing the the coaching and everything, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, like I had never told anybody my story. So that's mm-hmm. where I really want to be able to tell those that are in the mental health game. You know, whether mm-hmm. they're just wanting to make a difference, an impact, a change. You don't necessarily have to identify with what had happened to you to make a change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't need to be. You don't. You don't need to take on that personality. Yeah. Uh, where it's like I'm a victim. This is my personality. Yeah. Uh, people were. I was connecting with others, and they did not know my story. Yeah. Because inside, I knew what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily have to tell them the origin story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, but when when my coaching practice quickly evolved from sales coaching, business coaching to life coaching. Mm-hmm. And then the mental health kind of came into my mind. So that's when that was born. And that was when it was just like all the past was came flooding back mm-hmm. and stuff that, you know, I, now that I'm in my like this new life, I felt a deep sense of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I started to organize uh, mental health empowerment groups that were facilitated by traditional and non-traditional mental health professionals. Mm-hmm. So like somatic therapists, counselors, meditation teachers. So we would co-facilitate these mental health empowerment groups, yeah. mm-hmm. similar to a peer 
empowerment group, Mm -hmm. but very much empowerment focused as yes, we're going to share. That's one part of this equation. It's an equal part, but then how, what are we going to do? How are we going to take action? And through community, we'll be able to hold each other, each other accountable. Mm -hmm. We'll be inspired by each other doing this together. Kind of like when you're going on a fitness journey, like this is, it's the same in in that same token. Mm -hmm. We're just doing a wellness, we're doing a mental health journey. Yeah. Right. So that worked really well. We had within the community support, we had about 40 events pop in within every, within each month. And uh, that's when COVID came. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was starting to get into more public speaking about mental health. I was supposed to go to Pepsi, do some uh, the head office in Calgary, go to some schools that came. Uh, and then, you know, you think you battled all the demons. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Bone marrow oh, deep. Bone yeah. marrow deep. The extractions. The extractions. Very painful. Yeah, yeah. because I think, uh, you know, when I yeah. when I had, a, uh, like, I look at it as like a spiritual psychosis. Yeah. So I know madness. I know sadness. Like, I got a PhD in that shit because I mm-hmm. lived there. And, the, and this time I, I went in again and I went hard because that mixed with the COVID culture mm-hmm. that was going around and that energy that you were, because f- we mirror each other's nervous systems. Well, the world was heavy. The world is heavy as yeah. fuck. Like, yeah. can you imagine? Like, okay, so if on just like, a, on a on a, on just a on a regular everyday level, we mirror each other's nervous system. So you mm. can notice that if you're around a lot of people who are very calm, it's just calming to be around them because mm. our nervous systems are mirroring one another. That's why when you yawn, I yawn because mm. yawning is one of the most effective and fastest ways to get into a parasympathetic state, yeah. which is very calming and relaxing. Yeah. So that being said, everybody's running around like chickens with their head cut off. I'm like, I'll <laughs> fucking show you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be headmaster chicken with his head cut off. So then, because like I was, I was, I was overworked too. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you get into this work and you're so passionate about what you're doing Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur. It's 24 seven, 365. You're thinking about it. You're talking about it. You're conceptualizing. I'd go to my office. I'd I'd work on my computer. My coaching practice started to dwindle because I wasn't taking clients and I wasn't even thinking about it because I got so consumed with the work. Yeah. And, uh, it, it was a nonprofit, uh, it's like a no profit right yeah. because at that time it was a bit of like okay i want to i have this i have this theory and this idea of what could work and be a f- effective and efficient yeah right that's that's where i'm at right now okay we, we're we're not iphone mm-hmm. one with mental health like yeah. let's upgrade and let's make this efficient yeah right so I always was working on that aspect of it. Like, how can we grow, taking my own experience, what I've learned from others and what I've studied. And so when, when, when COVID came, I, I, I went, some people would say manic, spiritual psychosis. Uh, but I look at it as a way, it's like a big purge for me. Mm-hmm. It's like, because at that time, overworked seven days a week, I had like my bat phone, like anybody's calling me and like I'm picking up, I'm going to see them. Yeah. People that were suicidal, uh, people that were, uh, uh, you know, addict, uh, was, had some kind of addiction that they were dealing with, people with their children. Because once I told my story, mm-hmm. when you tell your story comes great responsibility yeah. because mm-hmm. now you are relating to those and they look at you as somebody that they can speak with mm-hmm. to help make sense of their situation yeah. yeah so then that floodgate was open i crash i get mad i get angry everything's shutting down i can't host any mental health groups anymore mm-hmm. i can't do anything so i go buck wild again and then i get on a i, I got uh, some friends help me get on a flight to go back to bc and yeah. this time this was my last time in the psych ward <laughs> 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 this was the last time in the psych ward i uh, remember, I was only in there for one night. Mm-hmm. Why? Because uh, 
everybody has their COVID story, but mine is I was in a psych ward during the height of COVID when everything just shut down. Mm -hmm. And the tension was so thick in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't differentiate between the patients and the doctors. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Like the energy, the composure. Yeah. Yeah. There was it was just all hell had broken loose. Mm -hmm. Well, especially going back to BC, the more heavily populated and stuff too, right? When it got hit a bit harder at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no doubt. And then I'm like, okay. And then the funny thing is, so I go in there for one night and here's something about forgiveness, uh, about uh, something that ties into like my general philosophy with mental health. Uh, Because I believe in a traditional and a non-traditional approach. I believe in experimentation so that you can come and have your own experience. And with your own experience, that's your truth. And when you get your truth, that then becomes your own mental wellness recipe. That is the way. That is the only way. It cannot be sold. You cannot manufacture and sell a program to somebody Mm -hmm. because it is not individualized for that person's unique needs. Yeah. So... I always was angry at the system, the medical system a bit because of where it was, mm-hmm. how I was treated and that antipsychotic injection. The person that administered that antipsychotic injection was the person that did my intake when I went into the psych ward. Oh, wow. And he's like, he called me Vicky too. I didn't like that. I'm like, only my mom calls me Vicky. <laughs> That's fair. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, <annoying>. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, sorry. Yeah. You do not get to call me that. But at that moment, at that moment, yeah. he, he looks at me and you know, I'm like knee deep in madness. I'm mm-hmm. like sitting there, but I'm like, it's weird. Cause like I had my, I had my composure. I'm in and out of my composure. Yeah. And then he's looking at me. He's like, Hey Vicky, you remember me? And I'm like, I do. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't angry. Mm-hmm. I wasn't anything. And I just was like, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. I'm like, you yeah. just, you don't know what you're doing. No. Yeah. You didn't know what you were doing at that time. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, what I know now before going in, I'm like, it's quickly evolved. So Mm -hmm. it's like for me to just hold on to that anger and that resentment, which boiled up inside of me and contributed to this madness. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's time to let this go Mm -hmm. because, because the work that I was doing meant more to me than trying to get some kind of revenge. I remember when I started mental wealth campaign, I didn't tell a lot of people this. I'm like, I'm going to fucking blow this up so big. I'm going to fucking de. I'm going to take their shit down. Yeah. That's, but like I was young and I was like, had a more, my message hadn't matured. Yeah. So, after all that, I get out, I move all the mental health groups online, yeah. go through a little bit of a down period again. Like, okay, I'm fucking starting from scratch again. Mm-hmm. I said a lot of crazy shit. I ran through the town without my shoes on. I was going Hulk and everybody's yeah. like, I'm yeah. thinking like, fucking everybody just probably hates me. And like, who's this asshole? And, and it's but, not even that. Cause I just remember at the time, like, I just was like, suddenly you were just gone. It was like, <laughs> poof, you're ghosted out. And then it was yeah, our mutual friend that's like, oh no, yeah, he went back yeah. home X, Y, Z. I was like, oh shoot. Like I just felt... I just felt for you, right? Yeah. Like knowing like the brief history of, of See, it. But even then, like I barely and, but then that, knew that. But on the inside, I'm, you know, it's, it's very difficult for people that are um, uh, kind of like in emotional prison. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, I'm done. 
Like yeah. I, have, I can't do my work again. I can't go back to Okotoks. So yeah. I, I exiled myself. That's yeah. what, that's my pattern. Yeah. But luckily for me, I had done it so many times that I didn't exile for that long because then I quickly after about four months, you know, I got off social media. I got off everything. I just mm-hmm. connected with myself again. And then I started to do the mental wealth groups online. So we moved it online. And then quickly after that, um, I started, things started opening up, started to teach again, fell in love mm-hmm. with teaching yoga again. Mm-hmm. My mental wealth coaching, my mental health coaching practice never stopped because of the referrals, which mm-hmm. is the beautiful thing about Okotoks. Um, and so that was there. But then also I started, I got a contract to work with the government. So I started to do mental health. I, as of last year, started to do those mental wealth groups, those mental health empowerment groups with mm-hmm. correctional guards. Mm-hmm. And so that was very, um, uh, like, that was very beautiful for me to kind of come into this space and kind of uh, get almost like that was my diploma. Yeah. Was through through the work that I did through the no profit enterprise yeah. Yeah. and through all that work and then have it uh, be something that they want to push across um, all the other BC jails mm-hmm. made me feel like mm-hmm. everything sometimes maybe as redundant as it sounds as people have said it it happens for a reason yeah, yeah. right so then that's kind of where I'm at now because that's why you know when you ask me to do this obviously we're family right or mm-hmm. you know anybody that's family with my family we're family so yeah, I'm like of yeah. course let's 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 chit chat about this mm-hmm. because for me I was like okay what am I gonna do like because you could you talked about the tools before we we're like yeah well, maybe we can talk about the tools that work and that don't work yeah but for me it's like mm-hmm. you know what I always shied away from trying to be a yoga salesman yeah. or like uh, trying to sell some neuroscience or mm-hmm. trying to sell like somatic therapy, EMDR, mm-hmm. CBT, trying to sell like nutrition, mm-hmm. trying to sell nature even because in all reality, the, with what I've seen, because the work that I've done with the youth mm-hmm. to the elderly, anybody with a mind, yeah. right? Yeah. What I found is it's imperative for us to create a container of space, a a sense of community for them to explore Mm -hmm. rather than look at, we're in a crisis, we're in an opportunity. And if we, if, if we can get out of that mindset that this is a crisis, we can stabilize the emotional state of a lot of individuals who get very overwhelmed when you say the word crisis, when you say you're sick all the time, when you say it's an illness, when you say that it's hereditary. And when you, when you more often tell people all these things that make them kind of tap out and say, all right, this is it. I'm set for life. This is who I'm going to be. Yeah. You know, walls up, ears closed, walls up, yeah. ears closed. No. Like I can't change. This yeah. is who I'm going to be. And that to me is very saddening. That mm-hmm. to me, because for me, most importantly, I'm like, well, I want to spread hope Yeah. because if I've been in the psych ward, like fucking more times than you've gone on a, trips abroad, yeah. you know, I could do a trip advisor <laughs> review on the yeah. freaking psych ward. Yeah. Like I, but like, so yeah. to be where I am now, I'm looking back at it i'm like well there 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 needs to be like so you have you have the traditional community those are like the psychologists those are the ones who and everybody has their their group yeah their their little their click so you have the psychologists clicked up with the counselors uh we have all of the western influenced traditionalists over here then you have the non-traditionalists like the ones who heavily align with more of a spiritual approach mm-hmm. i'm not down with the extremists on yeah. either side of the fence yeah i'm not down with the people over here that are like 
I don't want to have anything to do with medication. I don't want to have anything to do with their what they've learned and what they're teaching because that's not the way. This is the way. And I don't I'm not down with them mm-hmm. on this side of the fence who are just like those hippies, those what are you mm-hmm. talking about? It's yeah. it, there's no scientific studies. Yeah. Well, you're the one doing all the scientific studies over here. They're not studying, they're just doing. Yeah. So like there's a big disconnect between the two. And unfortunately, the problem if you want to call it a problem, I look at it as an opportunity. But if there is, we're going to let's just chop it up and say it's these leaders over on this side of the fence and this side of the fence mm-hmm. who have more or less um, like put themselves in this very, very narrow outlook on what mental health is. Mm-hmm. And they're not comfortable for the most part saying, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, they're not comfortable saying I haven't tried it, so I won't discredit it. Yeah, they're not comfortable putting the power into those individuals like us. Yeah. The ones who were the guinea pigs, the ones who took the medication, the ones who's been in the psych ward, the ones who have had family and friends affected by suicide, the yeah. ones who have considered it, the ones who have lost loved ones, the ones who have lost hope, the ones who have lost inspiration of a future that could be. Yeah. The yeah. ones who are now more or less walking this earth already dead on the inside. Yeah. yeah. That's us. Mm-hmm. That's the people. So for them, for us in the middle, it, it's 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 very important for us to have a voice and a say and try to balance this out because mm-hmm. there's so much good on either side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much good. And that's why I love your guys' podcast because you guys <laughs> you guys are talking about a wide variety of different tools and you're mm-hmm. passionate about it and yeah. you're learning it and you're trying it. Yeah. Well, that's the goal is yeah, to close that gap a little bit because it's not a one size fits all no. exactly. case of anything, right? Even my experience in nutrition, I can talk about what, what worked for me and yeah. I can say everyone who has health issues, it's from your intestines, but it's not yeah. the case, yeah. Yeah. right? Because this just, that was my case. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys ever watched My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Okay, so you know, so you know, you know the grandpa. Well, there's a grandpa in there. He thinks everything's solved by Windex. Oh, I have heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, his solution to all the problems. I'll spray a little Windex on it. Yeah. So oh, you got indigestion? Windex. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a stain over here. Windex. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's you get so hyper focused on what had worked for you. Yeah. And to to say it's like there are many reasons why people get very hyper focused on uh, preaching and teaching about mm-hmm. mental health tools and practices. Yeah. Uh, one is maybe it worked for them yeah. and that's a beautiful thing because a part of them wants to share it yeah. with as many people as possible yeah. uh, some it's their profession some mm-hmm. now you know they have to mm-hmm. be able to sell what their service is because mm-hmm. they have to put food on the table yeah. on either side of the fence yeah. right? well because it's like the big pharma versus sketchy supplement companies <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's, 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 both, like, you know, it's I, I look at it like, I look at it like government and gurus. Yeah. Right. So the gurus over here are no different. Mm-hmm. They want followers. Yeah. Right. I'm like, no, I don't want followers. I want to walk beside you. Mm-hmm. Like, that term is very odd to me yeah. to have a follower. Yeah. Well, you're going to follow me till when? Yeah. Right. I want, I'll lead until you stand beside me. Yeah. It's very weird for me to be able to like have like followers. And, you know, I was very off-putting doing interviews, uh, even in the beginning when I was doing the nonprofit work, mm-hmm. because then people's energy shifts, right. Yeah. And they look at you like you're the way out, but I'm not the way out. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm here as a reference guide. Yeah. I'm here to inspire, right. Mm-hmm. Because I have overcome it. I've worked, I've worked with many different minds and I know yeah. that you can. So that's, that's it. That's what I'm going to be here mm-hmm. for to hold yeah. that space while you explore and yeah. always be here for you when you co- co- go into the darkness again you're like i can't do it mm-hmm. i i don't see a way out and yeah. then i'm just here to be like 
but you can. Yeah. Well, and that's where when you said like the, the teacher mentality, right? Like you're a teacher at your core, yes. right? When it comes to it, you want to teach, support, it. and help, and yes. assist, and 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 assist. And yeah. I don't ever want to outshine the teachings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the teacher should not outshine the teachings yeah. on on this side. You can't. You know, you have influencers over here because it becomes their brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. It's my brand. Yeah. I'm. I. This is. This is what has happened to me. Talk about them for a bit because it's running rampant online. Yeah. You have somebody who, uh, more or less, will relate with other individuals who went through some kind of a, a similar mental health issue as them. Mm-hmm. I was. I took. We'll use antidepressants. I took antidepressants. Yeah. I, it works so much for me. And and then you have all the other people who take antidepressants. Yeah. And all you're doing as as that influencer is you are playing the same single keynote again and yeah. again and again. And you're harping on their emotional heartstrings mm-hmm. to influence them to follow you. Yeah. So because people follow are following you because you are pulling out an emotional charge in them because you you are saying something that hits on a core wound or a wound that they have and it's now getting now they feel like it's getting uh healed to -hmm. some degree by you speaking about it yeah Mm -hmm. but then that's it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you're just gonna keep that again again Let's just let's just raise awareness. Let's mm-hmm. just keep raising. Oh, it's fucked. Yeah. Everything is fucked. Yeah, and we're like it's so bad right now. Look at these st- uh, statistics. I don't yeah. look at statistics. I just get to work. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. <laughs> well, what, what's what's your alternative? Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. Like, and even if like someone who is like influencing on antidepressants, the people who are listening to them, who the antidepressants aren't working for, they're then like, well, what's wrong with me? Why isn't that working? It's working for so many other people. This is the only option yeah. because it's the only one presented to me. It's yeah. the only media I'm absorbing. So yeah. like, what do I do? This yeah. is the only option. Yeah. Like, and, and, and you apply that to X, Y, and Z as well. You apply yeah. that to yoga. Mm-hmm. You apply that to meditation. You apply that to nature therapy, cold therapy, CBT, EMDR. People yeah. are so afraid to try, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't know. People, you know, when I do a lot of these groups, a lot of the times when we do a Q&A too, is one of the mm-hmm. portions of the, the group workshop. There's a Q&A about what are you what mental health tools and practices are you currently doing mm-hmm. and uh, they'll go through their tools and then the, the next question would be like what what do you perceive as your biggest obstacle from taking this medication this medicine this tool this practice and they're just like a lot of people are afraid of what other people are going to think yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's it's at our fundamental core mm-hmm. because nobody wants i learned this in sales nobody wants to be the first and yeah. nobody wants to be the last mm-hmm. yeah Right. Yeah. And people are very heavily influenced by what others are doing. Yeah. So if people within their closed group of friends and family aren't doing that, Mm -hmm. they have nobody to communicate that with and kind of feel a sense of this is the right way. But Mm -hmm. all you want to do is experiment. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you like being doing this podcast and, uh, you know, primarily it is mental health themed, right? Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. With, yeah. with all the topics I've seen you guys talk about. Yeah. So then, right, like, what would you say in terms of all the experimentation that you've done? Would you kind of place anything above anything else? I don't even think so. Like, I know yeah. for myself, I've been exposed to a lot of, like, the self-help books that we read for the book club. Yeah. And up until now, I've been very close to that. I'm like, no, I don't like that. And then mm-hmm. even with some of the books we've read, I'm like, I don't like it. And then we read The Courage to be Disliked and The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah. They say essentially the same thing. I'm more open to The Courage to be Disliked than Seven Habits. Yeah. So it's like, is it just presentation? 
or mm-hmm. are they actually saying different things or like what is it so for mm-hmm. me it's been where I am at that time is whether or not it works for me or yes. not Mm-hmm. And so, and like there's other ones, it was, I think, good vibes, good life. I didn't like it all because it was very much just like hustle, grind set. You can't be sad about anything. <laughs> which which just, could work for some people. Yeah, but it, it doesn't for me, right? Yeah. So then I was like, no, that's yeah. not going to work for me. Yeah. Well, for the author of that book, it, it, that's what got him mm-hmm. out to where he is now. And that's why he wrote the book. It is the way it is, right? Yeah. yeah. It very much is like to, for some it works for others. It doesn't. And for me, it's been a collection of various kind of modalities. That's getting me to feeling good Mm -hmm. because there's a a disconnect for, I think when I looked the best, Mm -hmm. right. Versus when I felt the best. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot of like mental kind of battles with that. And I'm like, would I rather feel good or look good? And I'm like, well, I'm not that vain. So I would like to feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, generally, sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but when you feel good, you then look good yeah. because yeah. you're no longer just like feeling bad. Yeah. 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 Well, I know so many friends that have burnt out that are CrossFitters, mm-hmm. that are weightlifters, because mm-hmm. yeah. like they look good, but they don't feel good mm-hmm. and they have burnt out yeah. Yeah. mentally because it's not a, it's not, it's mind, mm-hmm. body, and then there's that emotional body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's emotions. There's different yeah. language to some people yeah. that they it, must learn. It really is. A yeah. lot of people mm-hmm. are not emotionally mature for lack of another word they're just yeah. not in tune with themselves yeah well we weren't and we give everybody a break because we didn't learn this and you know what and we talk about all these tools and i and i think too sometimes i'm like you know what my curse is now a blessing because i can imagine how hard it is to do any of this mm-hmm. to hear all these people's stories all the things that worked for them you know, it's like trying to climb a mountain and you're at the base of the mountain and you have like all these people saying, take these shoes, take this rope, take this donkey will help you get up there. Take this supplement. Like, do you need more water? You go at this time. No, don't go at that time. People are giving you contradicting advice. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, just, just start walking. Yeah. Just, 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 move, just, just move in a direction. Yeah. Any, any movement mm-hmm. is progress. Yeah. Right. Because it's 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 like for me, it's just like I'm, I'm like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Had I had not been like tossed against my own will into the psych ward numerous times i wouldn't be who i am today yeah i wouldn't have gone through i wouldn't have put my head down and studied myself for over a decade yeah you know um i wouldn't have done that any of that so it's like i you you also have to look at everybody and say i understand with them wholeheartedly why they haven't taken a chance on this or that yeah which Everybody can talk about it because everybody has a, an abundance of information mm-hmm. of what works. I swear yeah, to you, yeah. you have a conversation with anybody. Yeah. This works. That works. I heard this works. I heard mm-hmm. that works. It's yeah. just like yeah. I have a buddy who does this and it works for I have them. A buddy and I, do, I saw this on a podcast. I yeah. heard yeah. this on from yeah. I read this in the book. Yeah, exactly. we have all that information, but the missing piece is the application. Yeah. That's the group work. That's mm-hmm. like when you do it within community with friends, mm-hmm. right? That's where you flip the format, and it's no longer like. I'm doing this because I'm ill. I'm sick. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if that's your motivating factor to do any of this? Yeah. How how depressing and saddening mm-hmm. is that? Yeah. Right? Well, it's so hard to move away because that's the only thing you're focusing on. Yeah. So you're never going to get any better if no. all you believe is that you're sick and that you're not doing good. Yes. As long as you're like, okay, no, I yeah. feel good or I'm doing this to feel good. Suffering is inevitable, mm-hmm. right? So we just now I suffer well. Mm-hmm. I suffer with class yeah. and I can really wholeheartedly connect with those who are in this space of not knowing what to do because 
um, you know what? Maybe y'all just need to get tossed in the psych ward. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I joke about that sometimes. Yeah. And some mm-hmm. of my friends are like, you know what? Actually, every time you've come out, it's just like uh, some kind of a retreat for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a reset. It's a reset. Like, like it's like a, a, you're taking them, taking you out of all, everything that's not helping you grow yeah. and putting you somewhere so you can just connect with yourself and then putting you back out as a better person. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk in like psychological terms too, right? When you're in your space that you're in all the time, you have the same triggers that got you to the point where you're at. Yeah. Right. And oftentimes that's why rehab doesn't work for some addicts because they go back to the same place. They yeah. have the same triggers. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 yeah. So, but it's the taking out the reflecting, then you feel good. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like, that's what smart. have I learned and how am I going to applicate that into my life yeah. yeah and it's like norm it's like it's like this is a part of life mm-hmm. the journey within right like oh, you fully it is like you uh, we, we study all these different subjects mm-hmm. but where is the study of the self mm-hmm. where is the study of you where is the study of mm-hmm. your likes your dislikes you know your love languages i kind of like i'm like i'm all the love languages <laughs> i'm like i want yeah. it all yeah, right? exactly but like, but like those are good those are good kind of starting points to start to understand yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that you can continue studying yourself because when you start to study the subject that is you mm-hmm. you have a little bit more uh, confidence in what you're doing yeah right rather than being kind of sold and swayed on which direction to go with your mental well-being you actually feel a sense of joy yeah. and purpose with it. So that's the group work is, is, is showing me like, that's, that's my goal now is like, I'm, will be starting group training programs, uh, for facilitators in the fall. Uh, also with the prisons, because like I've seen what works, it's community, mm-hmm. that connection, but this very, very, oh, I, like I surrendered to the simplicity of it, this philosophy of being able to kind of hold that space we gather in the groups. I will train you how to share. Yeah. Five to eight minutes. Yeah. I'll, sh- I'll train you how to share and express your feelings. Yeah. Rather than us go online mm-hmm. and just type, 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 type. This is what I'm feeling. Yeah, I feel it too. Yeah, yes, yeah. queen. Yeah, it's me too. You got it, You got it, same, same, girl. Yeah. Or, or fucking all the boys, like, you got him, king. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like, I, I, read the, I read this shit. It's just like, you tell him, man. You fucking preach, homie. It's yeah. just like, no, no. Just stop talking so much. Yeah. Right? So, like, we train you how to be able to uh, intelligently diffuse and, mm-hmm. and express. Mm-hmm. Because that takes training. That's done yeah. a week by week, just like you would in a, like going to the gym. Like, you yeah. have, let's say you're, you're emotionally weak. Like, it's a muscle mm-hmm. that you want to develop well let's yeah. practice week by week yeah you very quickly start to understand how to like with the share it's like as a beginning a middle and an end it's a story mm-hmm. every share is a story but more often than not these stories that we tell online just never end yeah right and where's the closure where's the, how do we begin mm-hmm. and how do we close and then what do we do next so you've yeah. got a lot of the talking that's going on uh, but people not knowing what to do after they're emotionally charged yeah after because when you share you know you get um stress comes to you externally and internally right mm-hmm. externally your five senses internally our thoughts which then turn into our emotions and now yeah. our emotions are triggering the stress so now good job you've stressed yourself out yeah what are you gonna do mm-hmm. yeah right like so you're in the group we'll train you how to share 
then we go around so you get a sense of community to see that oh mm-hmm. by comparison i'm not alone in any of this and it touches your it makes you feel human again yeah, exactly. can you imagine sitting with people you know even if i've shared my story you're like now you're like i i see him as a yeah. human yeah mm-hmm. right because you're like okay it's like he's more than just hilarious jokes about a chicken yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right like yeah, yeah he's human and everybody else is yeah. seeing the human in each other and themselves mm-hmm. so it's very humanizing so the, mm-hmm. the humanity in it. And then, you know, I have a master list of traditional, non-traditional tools. We take a look at them, lightly go over them, and then off off you go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then we'll touch base next week mm-hmm. until you gain enough confidence where you can do what I did. And yeah. you can use therapists and psychologists and yoga teachers and uh, gurus as consultants. Mm-hmm. And you can consult with them. And you yeah. can meet them 50-50. Yeah. Rather than feeling like you are going to them and they have the answers for, for you. Yeah. Because a lot of them are, you know what, and this is one thing I always wanted to do is I wanted to mature my message so I kind of sat back and probably bought it for a few years so it could mature so it didn't have any so I could remove a considerable amount of anger from it mm-hmm. and also tone down as some may sound weird, but my, the charisma yeah. of the message that I'm wanting to share. Yeah. Cause I could have, I could have, I knew I could have done it in so many different ways. I could have mm-hmm. influenced people. I don't like that word influence. I want to mm-hmm. inspire. Yeah. Right. Like you could, I could have done it in so many different ways where I, I, I promise you, know, I could have a, uh, if I would just been like, this is where I was. I was in four psych wards. Mm-hmm. Fuck, don't worry about it. I have a formula for you. Yeah. And this is my formula. And yeah. people will be like, because I've been public speaking for some time. Like, this guy's good with his words. Yeah. Yeah. And his story, if he went through that, fuck it. And it's going to cost mm-hmm. them so much time when they realize yeah. it's not going to work for them. Exactly. Because they didn't, take the, they didn't take the initiative or they didn't mm-hmm. feel empowered enough to do it themselves. Yeah. Well, it's alongside. not the same amount of same degree of intrinsic motivation yeah. to work on themselves right they're like, yeah. kind of like oh i should never yeah. tells me i should so i'll do this yeah yeah but it's not like at your core you're not living it breathing it, experiencing yes. it to your soul yeah <laughs> i always tell people all roads lead to rome yeah. you know uh, that's a, one of my favorite quotes because it really just t- shows people it's like you can do this mm-hmm. uh in your own way yeah. and there's more than one way and uh, to find your way, it's going to take experimentation. Who know, what, how do you find out what your hobby is? Yeah, exactly. You know, if you've never, if you've never been um, a dancer before mm-hmm. and you're like, I love dancing. And you just start talking about dancing and you've never danced before. Yeah. It's like, how ridiculous does that sound? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of why we chose like holism for our podcast is because we wanted to focus on like everything like yes. there's more than one way to do something and like yes we might not know everything which is why we have guests on and why we do so much research for mm-hmm. it is so that we are showing everyone each like mm-hmm. every option yes in a sense. so it's mm-hmm. not just like this is what worked for us so this is what's going to work for you yeah. it's like mm-hmm. these are the options yes now, what do you feel will work for you try yes. it if it doesn't work yeah fine. yeah like, and 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 i and i hope to uh, also this message to reach uh coaches mental health coaches psychiatrists mm-hmm. therapists yoga teachers everybody people that have lived experience mm-hmm. and to let mm-hmm. them know that if we can share this general philosophy mm-hmm. that is uh, kind of is a very open philosophy where it isn't selling mm-hmm. it's empowering and we can present the buffet mm-hmm. of tools but by no means can we go like wolf of wall street and try yeah. to sell that tool or that practice as the end all be all yeah would you consider hosting like a professional development kind of seminar for teachers of uh, that that's what I'll be doing with the 
that's what I'll be doing with the mental wealth facilitator training program. Oh, perfect. Because the facilitator training program is for, because I've done so much different type of group work. This is for mental health coaches, uh, spiritual practitioners, Mm -hmm. psychiatrists, therapists, uh, people that are getting into their first year, second year, people that kind of want to update what they're doing Mm -hmm. that are on either side of the fence, uh, that, uh, where I can show them what has very much worked for me with either, whether you work for the government, whether you're a child, whether you're a male, female, LGBTQ plus, it doesn't really matter. I've done it and I I don't think the simplicity of it Mm -hmm. is so hard to surrender to, which took me some time to Mm -hmm. surrender to the simplicity of the solution. Because you always think you're, you're kind of like, you're kind of like fed this narrative of how it is, we are we're, we should all feel like victims and like this is such a huge problem like the sky is falling everybody yeah like man mental health because whenever i talk to a lot of people they're like oh we're so glad you do what you do you're doing such a great job like it's mm-hmm. much it's always it's very needed mm-hmm. fuck if i have to hear that again <laughs> yeah. like can we can it yeah, can? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it is what it is you know it's yeah. no it's no different with the work that i'm doing shouldn't be praised more than uh the work that a dance teacher is doing because they're mm-hmm. still gathering in community yeah. they're still connecting with individuals movement is a form of mm-hmm. therapy yeah. but we don't have to necessarily look at it as like it's if i don't need therapy because then if i need therapy then i'm sick yeah. something's wrong with me it's no guys yeah. like this isn't it's not one like yeah no there is such a heavy stigma around mm-hmm. therapy and it's like admitting that you're broken or you're factory default like yeah faulty and and, yeah. and and it's like the politics of it all i want mm-hmm. i want i want to see the politics be removed mm-hmm. from it because like yeah. the philosophy i have is like i believe a probiotic in the belly of our culture mm-hmm. right like i want to be able to help influence it and kind of turn it in a way where people feel inspired mm-hmm. where they realize now nah, this is just a part of life yeah. and if and if and if i can start to do this then i can start to find purpose again in my life i can ease this anxiety this this anger this resentment this kind of hollow feeling i have of not knowing who i want to become or trying to be the person who I used to be mm-hmm. or trying to kind of deal with this pain that I feel for my family and my friends who are over going through some really hard times. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, guys, we can do this in a different way. Yeah. We can do this where, you know, why would why would you want, like, it doesn't make sense to put out fire with more fire. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that there's a big mental health fire in the minds of so many people, mm-hmm. then our message is going to be, like, more fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, it's going to be very fire. Like, guys, we have to do something now. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Like, I've been in the psych ward. Yeah. These kids are dying, and this is happening over here. It's like, just, just, just. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Take a Yeah. Simmer down. Like, go do some breath work. We're yeah. Dead. We'll recruit. We, can, we yeah. can have fun. Yeah. We can legit have fun with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, even people talk about being a lifestyle. Like, and then you have people that, you know, they get into debates about this doesn't work, that doesn't work, this is the study, that's the study. Just shut up. Yeah. Just, even, even if it is placebo, if it works, it works. If it works, exactly. it works. <laughs> your recipe is yeah. going to be so unique. Again, yeah. I can't sell you that. Yeah. I'll never sell you that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's why I took the long road. I felt like I could have gone so many different ways 
with all these public speaking opportunities and I started to meet so many people within like the nonprofit world and, mm-hmm. and, and like some of you nonprofits need to just stop mm-hmm. some of you people that are in these corporations need to stop you independent individuals need to stop because you're I don't align with your philosophy and if you don't yeah. align with that philosophy I, I promise you it is not going to be something that's sustainable for that individual regardless mm-hmm. of what you're doing because then they're mm-hmm. going to want more yeah. yeah then they're gonna they're gonna get to a point where like maybe you're like rolling the dice and they get very lucky somebody gets very lucky yeah right and you sell them on like this one herb and mm-hmm. it cures all their fucking problems yeah right? you're gonna and that's one out of like a million people mm-hmm. that, that happens for yeah there, there's a different way and you can still make money you can still generate income but if you do it in a mm-hmm. wholesome manner like i'm gonna yeah. be fucking danny tanner even though i'm swearing i'm like a, yeah i want to be danny tanner man yeah i want to be very wholesome with yeah. this like mm-hmm. you don't have to force you don't have to push but you must take action and there's yeah. a, the middle ground medium is like my religion if i'm mm-hmm. gonna claim any religion right in the middle yeah the medium yeah you don't want to force everybody you don't want to scare them and you also don't want to just sit there and let it just ignore it exactly. right you, you you want to do something about it so we do that together yeah. you know for our culture especially in the aftermath of covid mm-hmm. you're not gonna really see the full effects of it probably for a couple of years until everyone gets back used to being in a group setting yeah Yeah. so that's what i'm always preparing for that's Mm -hmm. why i'm continuing to do the group work is because i know now i can have a little bit of foresight the older i get and i have a sense of responsibility it's like you know it's like and once i got through it all like the hell of it all if my friends and family aren't you know where they want to be mentally and emotionally then that's okay i'll stand mm-hmm. with you yeah. and it's like what else is there to do mm-hmm. it's like it's like it's like you know years ago i remember working with so many entrepreneurs and the heart of an entrepreneur the spirit of them is something that's mm-hmm. truly inspirational mm-hmm. uh, and you work with so many entrepreneurs and they like have this purpose because they want to feel uh, a sense of worth Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to feel like they're doing something with their time. They want that, uh, those accolades, the accreditations. And, uh, you know, everybody has, you know, they, they're all coming at it with the same energy. You know, mm-hmm. why they want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the what is always kind of different, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, where we are now, can we all kind of collectively be like, maybe we just have one common goal mm-hmm. together? Maybe yeah. we just do this together. Maybe it's not about like, you're going to be the top person or you're going to be the top religion or you're going to be the top science or you're going to be the top influencer. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we can just do it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right? Especially because the world is so divided right now in every aspect where it's mm-hmm. like, can we just have one common goal where... Yeah. No one just, like, goes at each other's throats for it. Like, can we just... Can we get back to, like, the issue at hand? Yeah, right? Like, yeah. like there are bigger bigger things out there than... Yeah, well, it's, it'd be, <laughs> yeah. like, so, you know, we have a lot of forest fires going on, but we have a lot of um, inner fires. Yeah. You know, people are now experiencing, I want to break, you know, I'm like, I'm like you little noobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With your madness yeah. and your anger. Yeah. I'm like... It t- relax. Yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah, just like, calm down. Just calm down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I see it on that side, and I also I'm, I never lose hope for people that feel depressed or suicidal. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't, I'm not phased by it. Oh yeah. You know, like a lot of people are like, 
you know, you can feel it's it's easy it's easy to feel afraid mm-hmm. that this is happening to yourself or a loved one. Yeah. Uh, but when you realize that holding on to that hope is what people are going to re- resonate with mm-hmm. before you even speak, mm-hmm. like your body language is going to say more to them than what you're going to say. So be prepared to be internally check yourself before mm-hmm. you wreck somebody else, mm-hmm. right? Because like you could say all the things in the world, but if they don't believe you're embodying what you're saying yeah you're not going to reach them as yeah. Michaela says words don't mean shit words don't <laughs> very eloquently put yeah I think so yeah, yeah. yeah. very so eloquently engraved on some building somewhere <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. words don't mean shit yeah. start a campaign words don't mean shit campaign yeah. literally hey, you know words don't mean shit because yeah they don't unless there are actions to back it up right like um, was it pictures worth a thousand words or whatever? Yeah. Pictures say a thousand words. Pictures Your actions are... Speak louder than those yeah, thousand words. Yeah. It's just like, you need to back it up. If that's what you believe, then show me. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, so I have so much hope because if that's what I believe in, I see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? Awareness is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Or it can be your freaking worst nightmare. <laughs> oh, it can yeah. be a, a panic attack causer or it is yeah. freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like... Because if you start to speak this message of hope, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start to kind of align with others who speak that message of hope. And they're saying the same thing. And then you can hold space for the kids. When you see it from the, the youth to the elderly, man, you do it for the... I feel like Maud Flanders from The Simpsons. It's like, somebody think of the children. <laughs> well, yep. somebody think of the children, man. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always thought that. I'm like, like man, that. I'm Maude like Flanders, that. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Literally, though. We don't, we don't recognize the effect that even COVID is going to have on the, like, have on the kids who grew up in that. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know. We went through this giant life-changing event that we've never seen the outcome for. And it could mm-hmm. be something that's so, like, not debilitating, but upsetting Mm-hmm. I lost my whole thought. Debilitating if it's not processed properly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, well, yeah. even the children, the after the effects yeah. of, so we as the adults, they're trying, you know, we remember talking about mirroring each other's nervous systems. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mimicking the opinions and the thoughts and the emotions and the feelings of everybody around them, their parents, their community, their mm-hmm. teachers. Yeah. Everybody's just strung out emotionally. Yeah. And then, so what about the kids? Like, where's their sense of safety and security? Mm-hmm. So then what are you going to see happen in years from now when now they're going to have to kind of realize, like, why why is all this going bad in my life? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's an origin story to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's an origin story of why that's happening to you. We can prevent a lot of that together if we collectively take a little bit of ownership. And like, let's turn off the TV. Don't worry about the politics, left, mm-hmm. right, center, diagonal. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, you know, you can, you can focus and externalize mm-hmm. the world. And this is happening over here that's happening over here this group's fighting with that group this right is more important than that right it's guys mental health and and money Mm -hmm. it's the economy is suffering the minds are suffering that's Mm -hmm. all i see Mm -hmm. it's like how is anything going to be affordable they're not going to be a middle class and the minds are getting like just getting thrown into the into the flames of despair like Mm -hmm. so it doesn't make sense for me to that's why when people talk about all these other things i'm like i don't really have an opinion because i'm not really paying attention to that yeah because it all ends and begins in the mind so if i can focus on the mind that's my view too mm-hmm. when it comes to the environment it's like that's cool but what if we mm-hmm. help empower the minds of everybody so that they're not really polluting anymore mm-hmm. you know that they do want to take care of the planet mm-hmm. instead yeah. of yelling at them that they're not 
Well, no. yeah, you're fear-mongering. You're fear-mongering. Like, there's only so far you can get with a fear basis. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. and it's never good. It's never good. And even, yeah. like, it's, like, even, even like, I, I took me a while to come into the middle. It's just, like, you don't have to be a freedom fighter. I get it. The government's corrupt. Let's mm-hmm. come create now. Stop mm-hmm. sending, sharing memes about sheep. Mm-hmm. And then the fucking other side is, like, stop fucking calling them fucking lunatics and, like, yeah. tinfoil hat words. Like, well, you guys are fucking children. Yeah. Like, on either side. And yeah. they got adults, like, just sharing memes and people liking it. Like, fucking making fun of the other side. And like, oh, yeah, fucking good job. Mm-hmm. You're fucking- it's like, what does that achieve? Mm-hmm. Like, who took the time out of the day to, A, make that meme and then share it on whatever. And then someone else is like, oh, that's high-quality humor. Share it again. It's like, yeah. you're polluting everything. It is right? That's like, a that's yeah. way, beautiful way to put it. That is such pollution. Mm-hmm. You want to fight the environment. What about the mental environment, the mental mm-hmm. climate, right? Yeah. You're creating a mental climate with all this pollution of, like, mm-hmm. I'm, one, waste. Well, I'm <laughs> one up in you. Yeah. Guys, did you know that this freaking person, that person? But I yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what, what to do and where to channel that energy, yeah. uh, find uh, and study, or not study, just research a local organization. Go help fucking your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hey, don't worry about... Uh, uh, this country, that country, this country. What about your neighbors? You see them yeah. the most, mm-hmm. and the more empowered community can help more uh, mm-hmm. countries abroad when we can empower each other. So, rather than you know uh, focus on all that external noise, and that this is for the adults, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we didn't we didn't have an opportunity to uh, work on our emotional maturity in our school system. I get it. We mm-hmm. didn't. We didn't have that in our school system. We get it. You've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. But now, where are we? Let's work on that together. And if you see uh, an issue within your community I'm taking mental health and within the economy work uh, go shop local go work with uh, go inspire uh, yourself or someone to start their own business Mm -hmm. their own podcast start to create uh, with the mental health go take a look at other initiatives Mm -hmm. within your community go and find out what they're doing take a look at all the resources instead of saying something's wrong do you know the numbers for the suicide links do you know what's local in your area if don't just shut up I'm sorry I get angry I'm just like (laughs) I've done this for so long I get to the point like you're just fucking running into a wall. Yeah. yeah. Like just stop talking about mm-hmm. it and just do something. Equip yourselves with a little bit of knowledge as to if there is an issue, what kind of information can you pass along? Maybe you start your own thing. Yeah. Maybe you align with an organization uh, that you feel uh, share similar values with you, but do something. Yeah. That's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what is next for you? What is your next, where so, do you see the future going? So the future is the mental health uh, group training program. So that mm-hmm. I, will, I will be facilitating probably just before April. I'm doing some group work in the fall um, and then speaking and spreading this message. So mm-hmm. speaking, doing some public speaking. Uh, I still do my one-on-ones, um, which I love because um, I like the blend of the one-on-one and the group work but and then and then spreading this message and mm-hmm. collaborating and connecting with like-minded individuals mm-hmm. who will want to meet in the middle and work together and empower and inspire each other to continue to take action mm-hmm. and do it in a way where we are you know with a little bit of class mm-hmm. like let's not be fucking sleazy sales professionals <laughs> yeah. let's just be let's be classy about it let's yeah. just let's let's put a little bit of let's have a little bit of fun with this yeah, yeah exactly. you know for sure mm-hmm. I love that yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. Yes, thank, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You're welcome on any time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An annual thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's going on now? What would you try? <laughs> uh, um, so I guess before we wrap up, we have a quick little segment sure. for you. So we're going to do a smash or pass segment. Yeah. And the topic is wellness 
items. They okay. need that. Yeah. Cool. So smash, you're here for it. Pass. Yeah. Nah, not here for it. So the first one is sound baths. Smash. Smash. Okay. But uh, not every sound bath is the same. Yeah. So if you're working with practitioners, uh, interview them a little bit. Yeah. Right? For sure. Uh, meditation. Smash the shit out of me. <laughs> Fucking Smash. Monday, Monday through Sunday. Smash it so hard. Smash it with my eyes closed. Literally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Journaling. Smash. 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 How's yeah. it's like uh you your emotions and you and yourself you speak like the, a different language that you have to learn so mm-hmm. you, how are you going to learn that language without any kind of reflection mm-hmm. journaling fucking hell of a way to start to learn the language of you yeah mm-hmm. perfect cold plunges smash yeah smash it <laughs> yeah. smash it yeah. uh in the in my in my top three of uh practices to feel uh an immediate result mm-hmm. right if you yeah. want to feel an immediate result yeah. Get in the cold. It's a rush for yeah. sure. Yeah. Removing negative people from your life. Depends. Varies. Mm-hmm. I'm not like one of those people where it's just like you you are who you surround yourself with. So if there's six people around you and they're like toxic, go find a new click. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, maybe you're the one who's supposed to inspire the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't like that kind of I don't I wouldn't abandon my friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or anybody. Yeah. So I'm kind of like in the middle. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you guys are selling drugs, <laughs> fucking just bounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, guys are, if you guys are like in a cult, like mm-hmm. just bounce. Yeah. If yeah. you're in a, sh- you know, in a shitty clique where it's just like, just bounce. If it's not your friends and your family, mm-hmm. just give everybody a little bit of grace. Sometimes people lose their way. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Getting eight hours of sleep. I smash that. Smash. So the only thing I'll sell, if I sell anything, I mean, I'm not going to make any money. It's free. Sleep. Water, sunlight, mm-hmm. breathe, oxygen. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Photosynthesis. We're yeah. like plants. Yeah. Right? Um, grounding. Grounding. Uh, I would smash that because it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it as children. Um, and it does feel good to put your feet on the earth, regardless of what your take on grounding is. Mm-hmm. Right? So please, even if it's placebo, I can take your shoes off. Yeah, definitely. Fasting. Fasting, smash the shit out of fasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your digestive system is like a factory that's working 24-7. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's working nonstop for years. Mm-hmm. Give that shit a break. Mm-hmm. So it can run better. Like, give it a day off, man. Turn it off and back on. Turn it on and back off. System yeah. refresh. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. Uh, shadow work. Shadow work. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily need to do shadow work. Mm-hmm. I highly believe in shadow work. Mm-hmm. I would smash it for myself because it's a tool that I found effective for me based mm-hmm. on the series of events that occurred in my life to go into the darkness mm-hmm. of my emotions. Some people had, you know, based on their upbringing or their circumstances, they never had to feel those extremes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's really kind of, uh, it's dependent on the individual. Mm-hmm. But I believe in it, especially if you've had like a trouble understanding your emotions Mm -hmm. um i would highly recommend shadow work perfect and our last one is essential oils essential oils uh scent is the strongest sense tied to memory Mm -hmm. smash smash that's right so Mm -hmm. you remember you were talking about um environmental cues Mm -hmm. and triggers that keep you in this like the same state Mm -hmm. the same habitual state Mm -hmm. day in and day out well give your work with your five senses Mm -hmm. kind of invite some newness into your life by with your five senses and if we're talking about the sense of smell start to bring in scents 
and experiment with scents that make you feel grounded, energized, uh, calm, relaxed, and do that on the regular. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I look at it like it's uh, energetic maintenance, mm-hmm. right? So do that on the regular. So I'll smash it. Pick my smash it all. Alrighty. So where can our listeners find you? Uh, you can uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, I am on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And if you just look up Vicman, V-I-C-K-M-A-A-N, mm-hmm. you'll be able to find me. Perfect. Yeah, and we'll have you linked in the description. And why not? Do you want us to link Mental Wealth as well? Uh, it's all on my website. Well, so okay, if perfect. you go to vicman.com, uh, mm-hmm. you'll see it all. Perfect. perfect. We'll add you to the description. Mm-hmm. Um, as for us, I'm Mac Joy. I'm It's Juice. We are Sometimes Robot Slaps on all social media platforms. You can find our website, sometimeswatslaps.com, which has links to all of our episodes, video and audio. On our website, you can find our book club reviews, what we're reading this month, next month, in the past, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and there are links to those books as well. And finally, our affiliate links. We have some affiliate links up there, so if you want to go check them out, clean home cleaning goods mm-hmm. or coffee or nice camp stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some camping stuff now. It's really fun. <laughs> I know, we've kind of popped off. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really good. But yeah, big thank you to Vic for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me. It's been a great chatting with you, and yeah, we hope to have you on again at some point in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Perfect. Okay, right. bye guys. Bye.